We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What? Oh, no, it did the thing. I was worried it was going to do this, Sparrow, where it didn't What's use my thing? webcam. I was worried it was going to do this, it, And now oh, it's going to echo because I didn't. Dude, I don't know how to do this anymore. Wait, is it this? Hey! I mean, it's been a while. It's been like two weeks. Yeah, hey, you're back. I'm horrible at this, dude. Um, should I just, should we tell, should we share the, the viewing audience and our embarrassment of, of what just, we, what we just realized? Uh, which part? What I did or what you did? Well, now I don't know what you did. <laughs> well, I didn't do anything. <laughs> okay, then why'd you say what you did? Well, I thought you did something. I did do something. We coordinated having adapting on the podcast before Christmas. And then I forgot until you said, hey, are we getting Kenneth on here right before we went live? And I went, no, I forgot. So I'm very sorry to, to everybody and to Kenneth. It's my fault. Uh, mm-hmm. I should have double checked. Um, but we could have done an overlayless overlayless. Yeah, but we didn't get yeah. a chance to promote it. I, I would have felt bad. Like, I don't I don't know, man. All right. Yeah. Shacking him at you, not me. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. I take full responsibility. I don't know how to run a podcast anymore. I never mess up. In 2020, I was good at doing podcasts. 2021, (laughs) all bets are off. You know, that's Dude, you're starting the whole year off bad. Horribly. Horrible start to to this year of the podcast, year two. You hate to see it. Uh, Barra, happy belated birthday. Your birthday is uh, is on New Year's Day. Uh, Mm -hmm. How did you how did you celebrate hitting hitting your 30s? Um, I tweeted that <laughs> this is the only day that you guys can make fun of me for this year. And then I didn't look at Twitter the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I literally did nothing. Wait, no, I scrimmed. Okay. And then outside of that, nothing. But did they like let you every year? Like um, on your birthday, did you get to like counter pick? Like, was that your in scrims? Like instead of top twoing soul for you, did they go like, oh, you know, yeah. Let me, uh, Barra, why don't you get to w- wait and see until the very end of the draft? Oh, wait, I think, no, those scrims were good. I enjoyed those scrims. Oh, so <laughs> you, uh, okay. Now, I can't go into that, but those, that yeah, was a good can't day. go into it. Can't go into it, obviously. World's coming up. Can I make an educated guess on what that means? Nope. Okay. Anyways, because I might break on stream if you actually know. Fair enough. Then or if I, you hit too close. Fair enough. Then I uh, then I will not say anything. Got to be careful about what we are talking about strategy wise, because Worlds is starting tomorrow with the community joust tournament stuff. But starting this week, we've got the Smite World Championship. Finally, super excited to get into it. Um, I don't know about you, Barra. There's something I wanted to talk about. We're going to talk about it early, I suppose. I think this is the most nervous I've been for a Worlds since season, I want to say season four. For me, 
on the casting side. This is the most nervous I've been. I was nervous all of season three. I wasn't nervous season four worlds until finals. And then I was really nervous. This year, I'm more nervous than I have been since then. Uh, because, because normally I've got the crowd. Like, I don't have to worry about bringing the right oh, amount of energy. Oh, no, that's awkward. It's oh. going to be hard. And I'm worried that I'm going to overdo it. And I'm not going to get like, you know, it's been so hard to like casting from home. We're going to we're going to be energized because we're going to be in studio with one another. And that's going to mm. be good. But like. What if we get too excited and we're yelling like in between games and that's bad. That's really bad for your vocal cords. That's a really easy way to lose your voice. I'm, I'm just nervous about it, man. I'm nervous. I yeah. don't know. What about I you? Didn't think about, I didn't think about that from like a casting perspective. That's kind of funny to bring the right amount of hype. I mean, it's hard. Since it's, since it's worlds, I think you can just always bring hype and it will be fine the entire time. Like just yes. cast or like the casters cast like league. And just Dude, be very just excited in there. Yeah. And oh. just like be very excited the whole time. And I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> like <laughs> I am just hard chilling right now. Like scrum's been going good. And I feel like we have like I don't want to sound cheesy, but like we've hit our stride, you yeah. know. Yeah. Things are looking up. I feel like sure. we know what we want to do. And yeah, I feel I don't feel I mean Ask me that the morning that we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I might be a little nervous in, but I think this is the least nervous I've ever been for Worlds. I was going to say, that doesn't, you know, I've known you for a while. Normally, you're excited, but normally I feel I get the get the interpretation that you're a little bit nervous going, in, mm-hmm. going into Worlds. Like a, a healthy amount of nervous. I would say mm-hmm. this is probably the most relaxed you've seemed to me. <laughs> pre-worlds uh would you agree with that yeah i'm hard chilling i mean it's easier to look at it from my perspective because it's online yeah and there's i think there's normally like a nervous excitedness because i get to meet so many fans yeah and i get to just have that world's energy and you know you're gonna get the nerd flu a week later which you love I mean, I could have COVID right now, and it's <laughs> building up. It's ready. That would be and your luck, wouldn't it? Honestly, I'm just expecting it. <laughs> I'll wake up tomorrow morning and just feel like crap and be like, "Well, here we it's go." It's the bit. I got it. Yeah, here we go. That's uh, that. That would be your luck in that instance. No McDonald's nope. this week, huh, Barry? Nope. I have. I've been eating very healthy. Okay. Uh, basically, no fast food. No like takeout stuff just homegrown straight from the store (laughs) meals right and uh i feel great good that's the way we want to hear that's what that's the way we want to do it okay so in order to break down this world Mm -hmm. think obviously asking you to pick a winner very different you know not something that we really want to do as you're competing so i think that the best way for us to do this is I want to go team by team. We'll go in order that we're going to see them. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about, let's say, if they're going to succeed, it's because they did X. Or if they fail, it's because Y happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I want to highlight each team's most important player for them to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, 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 in advance, if your favorite player isn't their most important player. It's not because we think they're bad. That's all. Well, it is. Well, they are bad for the record. They are bad. They're um, okay, let's start with who we are going to see first, which is you, by the way. But oh. on the schedule, it says Belt Slap versus Renegades. So I'm going to go with, uh, we're going to go with Belt Slap first. What? <sighs> see, there's a little, if, if you don't want to talk about this matchup, I can talk about it because uh, if, if that makes you more comfortable. But if you can. If Belt Slap is going to win a lot of games at Worlds, they're going to win Worlds. Mm-hmm. It win means worlds. okay. It means what happened? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can answer this one. Fair enough. Yeah, I, why don't I? Uh, why don't I just take it? Well, I mean, uh, I can give like a, a caster answer if you that's, want. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Wait, I mean, but I'm Johnny, gonna give the caster answer. We'll have two caster answers. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think Johnny needs to hyper carry. Yeah. And 
He is just a player that's been playing hyper carries for like 18 years. Yep. And you know, when you're playing those things, you gotta pop off and you gotta hyper carry, which is obvious. So I'm not giving away anything. Yeah. But that's that's my caster answer. I'm not gonna go further into detail. Sure. But yeah. uh, and that's fair. Uh, Dave Dolson in the chat, by the way, just absolutely popped off dave you gotta save some of these for worlds bro sam and dave are doing their own version of our show in the chat sam asks dave who do you think belt slap's most important player is and dolson says this week their router unbelievable answer of course the belt slap sml team playing from europe on north american servers uh Mm -hmm. so maybe dave's right maybe their router is the most important uh is their most important team member this week i agree with you i think that if belt slap wins it's because you can play hyper carries in the jungle and Johnny does it to the level that he's been doing it to the SML for years, but against Mm -hmm. the best players theoretically playing at their best. So that would be Mm -hmm. uh, something else. I think belt slap does not do well if the meta is fast because this team has not shown me that they can play that style. They haven't had to in their defense. Maybe they can be the ones to to drag the meta down and slow it down a little bit. But if the meta is fast, I do not think uh, Belt Slap is going to do well. <laughs> Waiting to see if Barry has any follow-up. He does not, and we're moving on. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I was going to sip my water. <laughs> yep, just takes a, a deep sip of water. Oh, I've got some water, too. Maybe I take a sip? Yeah, you know, drink as much as you want. <sighs> That's all I need. I was going to take a really long drink, but I decided that wasn't going to be good podcast content. I like the way you put your mouth on it. You good? What? <laughs> I just got a little distracted. Okay. All right. Um, Renegades. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, okay. This is good energy going into uh, going into a, a question about your team. Here's what else. Uh, I'm just taking this one right up. Right <laughs> Are you flustered, dog? No, not at all. Uh, I think Renegades are going to win if Lazbra is able to control the pace of the game for the team. I'm not that worried about Jake. I'm not that worried about any other part of the map. I think the, the biggest difference between Renegades when they pop off and Renegades when they don't is Lazbra being able to control the pace of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. that's from my perspective. Uh, therefore I think Renegade's most important player to perform is Lazbra, uh, because he has been the least consistent member of the team in my mind. Uh, bear, I don't know if you want to take this or you want me to just go, uh, Um, the other part. I'm going to give another very shallow answer. Yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> wait, that's not the caster answer, uh, though, right? Caster answer, no, 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 is like this big is brain. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. huge brain, massive. You know everything. Um, right. we just have to play our game and not get distracted by the potential of things happening in a way that we don't see them happening. That's a good way to, to phrase wow. that. You Thank said you. nothing. That was impressive. That exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. That, that was those were English words put together that meant nothing. Well done. <laughs> form almost a sentence. It was a sentence. Um, and then for us to lose, it's just the opposite. Okay. I mean, can you say yeah. what you said backwards? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not exactly backwards, but I can say if we do not play our game and if we allow things to happen, you get distracted. Yeah, we, yeah, if we get distracted and we something about things happening in a way that we didn't see them happening. Right. Someone takes a drink from a water bottle in front of you and God forbid you're getting distracted <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Renegades. Um, man, I don't know. It's tough because I and I mean this truthfully. I don't I don't I have not talked to Barra at all about their picks or anything like that. We have not communicated whatsoever, but Mm -hmm. something tells me just based on the way that you guys played during the regular season, that if there's going to be a team 
that brings out some weird picks that force other teams to adjust, it's likely going to be a team like the Renegades. Um, mm-hmm. And if they and, and sometimes things like this happen where you just think a certain god or a certain few gods in certain roles are good and they aren't, it's a really easy way to lose. Is just having mm-hmm. all of your prep be wrong. Um, and I think that's, that's really funny, <laughs> which is really awesome. And you, yeah, and, we love that. And Barry, is there a worse feeling on the whole planet than like getting beat two zero in the first two games and realizing that all of your prep is wrong? And then you're like, well, what do we do? Do we stick to our prep that's wrong or uh, do we just adjust in the middle? Benji showing up one minute before they're DQ'd and getting three would when you want two games. Yeah, that is the worst feeling. <laughs> I think that might be the worst feeling uh, I've experienced before. Um, that was horrible, dude. That was horrible. That was really especially bad. because we had so many leads, and you know, just whoop, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Good lord, I had I had removed that from my mind, but uh, oh, it's still there. Yeah, for, for me. So, I'm sorry. It's to always that. there. Um, okay, next team we'll, we will see on Tuesday will be Obey and Sanguine. We'll start with Obey. Um, Obey's first, pretty easy for me. Yeah, I think Sino is Obey's most important player. Uh, by not, far not close i don't think any other Marvin. team i don't think any other team has a bigger gap between their most important player and their second most important player mm-hmm. in terms of what they need to do in order for their team to succeed and maybe that's unfair to sino um but i i think that sino deserves not all of the credit when obey wins mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want it to sound like that but when obey or wins, like all the flack if they lose. No, that's not fair to him either. Yep. It's, it, he he just has a lot of weight on his shoulders with the way this place this team likes to play the game. Um, and with that, you should be get he should be getting more. He definitely deserves more credit than he gets whenever mm-hmm. they whenever they win, and he probably deserves less blame when they lose than he gets because people love to hate on his picks. Um, but I think. Personally, I think Sino is sick nasty at Smite and a good leader. And Obey will win if Sino and his play style mesh. If Obey plays around Sino and Sino hits that that season five MVP stride, Obey can can beat just about anybody, man. I think they could be really good. Um, I agree because... In my eyes, their team is kind of full of role players, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Just when you think of people playing their role, those people do <clears throat> just what's necessary to play their role. And Sino, in my opinion, just needs to be just the overlord of that team and just tell them, kind of get the team cohesion going for everything, which I assume he's been doing this year based on like, their objectives, the Executioner stone cutting build that we saw come out. Mm-hmm. And just kind of pulling all the boys together, kind of like I would say in a Pain de Beyond day type. I don't know if people would even still remember him. Yeah, from like, well, like the newish people. Yeah, basically the general. The I think, general. Was the name. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was saying, "We're doing this. We're going here, and this play is happening, and we are all going to commit to this idea, and we're going to do this." And Sino basically has to do that in my opinion, because I mean, it's not a bad thing that this team is full of role players, but I don't think anything that they do in those four roles is going to be kind of shocking and unexpected, I would say. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just what their team is. I think they will struggle if Sino gets behind. Yep. Or if they're kind of what Agra brought up earlier, whereas... If they're meta or their prep, <laughs> everything they've been working for or towards just does not work on game day. And yep. then you lose game one really hard and you go into game two draft and you're like, well, boys, <laughs> do we do it again? And I think they might run into that. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that Obey, like if I'm in Sino's shoes and I really mm. think that there's a chance that like Hades Jungle, a pick that he's played a lot in ranked. Like, <laughs> could be good mm-hmm. in competitive. And I think that it's weird enough that we could beat teams with it for free if I just play well. 
Yep. I'd pick it. Um, I, I, I think that oh, and Sino's been willing to play. Sino has played Hades Jungle, Chernabog Jungle, Raijin Jungle. I mean, that's like, he, he's done it all, bro. And you know what? If, let's put it this way, Barra. If Lazbra behind the scenes has been working on a Raijin jungle, I would really, if you want me to say nice things about the draft, don't do that one when I'm on the desk for it. But if Obey picks it, I'm probably going to gas it. That's just the <laughs> way, like, it is not Lazbra specific. If Sam, okay, Sam's going to get mad if I say that he can't play Hades jungle because he's here. I saw Nika in the chat. If Cherry, look, if Cherry really thinks that he's going to pull out on her jungle <laughs> at Worlds, I'm probably going to roast him. But I'm just saying, if Sino did it, I think that you have to take risks in a team like Obey's shoes, and they can pay off, and they can pay off really, really big. Um, mm-hmm. So that, I don't know. That's the way I think. I think, I, yeah, go ahead. Second most important member, still way behind Sino. For them, real quick, I would say inbound. I think inbound yes. needs to. I wouldn't say step up a lot. I just think he needs to have career-defining moments. Oh, that's all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's worlds. Like, there's, yeah. if if there's a time where you want to make the giant plays, this is it. Yeah. And I feel like if or if inbound can take some of the weight off of Sino and make the big plays and make the big engagements and make Simon's job easier that I feel like inbound can do that. Yep. And He's certainly capable. He, he needs to, in my opinion. Agreed. That team is not, <clears throat> uh, that team is not going to win if Sino and inbound are playing really well, for sure. Um, <clears throat> they play up against Sanguine who, I don't know what to think about this team, man. I mean, they were, they were Sanguine's pretty easy for me too. They just need to return to what they were. Right, but is that good enough? Because Worlds, as as you know, brings out the best in all these teams. We see the highest mm-hmm. level from all these teams. Is Sanguine go? I don't think to just playing like they did Phase One is enough to win. I think they need to be better than they were Phase One, and that's a tall task when we haven't seen mm-hmm. that Sanguine in the last few months. Uh, I, I think I think that they will win if. Someone besides Shinto can put pressure on picks and bans. If you if you can force teams to give Shinto hell or Persephone, some of those powerful gods that he can carry on, that's the easiest route for Sanguine's victory. I think that someone has got to make, you know, Netruid has got to make Heimdall look unbeatable in his hands. Mm-hmm. Force teams to take it away from him and open up the draft for Shinto. I... Yeah, I I think it's just super simple for me. I think they just need to return to what they were. I don't know if it's good enough to win worlds. Sure. But I think that is a step in the right direction because before it was they all played two picks and all those picks were insanely good and they would win games off of that. And they're just like they were role players but they their team cohesion in the late game would always bring them through. And they won so many late games against literally the best teams in the world, which sounds weird, but they were, they literally came out of nowhere and then they were beating late game, like professional players that have played late game forever. And they were coming in winning late games against them. And I think that's what they need to do. I don't think they need to run some crazy pressure nonsense or bring out some crazy new strategy. I think they just need to play like a team again. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, who do you think their most important player is? Because I don't know if we're going to agree. Um, like player that needs to make the most impact, or yeah. However, however you want to, however you want to interpret it. I would say Ronnie. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I think mine is is Yarkor because I think Yarkor is good enough to like Benji this tournament. Like, mm. just absolute, just look unbeatable <clears throat> and force a ton of picks and a ton of bands around his god pool. And that ties into what I think the biggest key for Sanguine is, which is opening up the draft for Shinto. Um, mm-hmm. I think Yarkor could, could really, you want to talk about like career defining moments? I think Yarkor could have that kind of week 
with Sanguine because mm-hmm. I just think he's I think he's sick. I, I'm a huge appreciator of his game. Um, I think I think Sanguine will struggle um, if they expect to be able to pick the same things they've been picking all year and play the same style they've been playing all year because clearly that style lost momentum towards the back Mm -hmm. end of the year. Um, And going in and doing the same thing over and over and over again is just not going to work at a tournament like Worlds. That would be my biggest concern for them. See, I'm on the other side. I will say it will work because they did make it work for so long and teams tried to break it and find their way in, and they didn't. But... They're on the same side as Ghost and us. So there's a lot of things that we'll be playing, I assume, both of our teams that, uh, you know, might break it open a little bit. Get a little wild is what it sounds mm-hmm. like, which is what I love to hear. All right, let's move on to who we'll see on Wednesday. Uh, Mind the Gap versus SSG is the first game on Wednesday. This Mind the Gap team, we've already kind of gushed about them. I think they're sick. Um mm-hmm. I think their most important player is uh, is Layers. Um, we've seen what Layers can do to teams. I mean, you'd think back to that uh, hype unit run that they had. Was that last year only? Good Lord. Um, two years ago. Was that two years ago? It is 2021. Okay, man. Season, <laughs> season six is what I'm saying. Uh, when, when he was really dominating uh, a lot of different picks and... and was just looking like uh, an MVP level player. I think for me, Hype Unit's going to win if they are able to drag teams into that SML playstyle of brawling all the time, just trying to keep up to a high pace of play, and Layers is able to pop off. So I kind of answered two parts there, but that's their most important thing and their most important player. I would agree. I would say the scrappier, the messier, the better. I don't think they need to come in with any crazy strategies or anything new. I just think they need to make the game literally as messy as possible. Yep. Play, like, play like it's ranked, literally just run it down and see what happens. Because, I mean, they play SSG, right? Yes. Yeah, SSG has played against some absolute nonsense this year. So, kind of went for it for them. Because I think their win con is also what SSG will be prepared for. Yep. Um, but I, I just think they need to just run it down. Like, don't worry. Don't ever second guess yourself. You literally have nothing to lose. Just literally hold your W key and see what happens. Yeah, uh, I don't think that there's any. Don't don't try and take it late against SSG. They could win a game like that, but mm-hmm. feel like that's not really your 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 strategy. And that's where I think their their biggest pitfall could come. If if Hype Unit doesn't succeed, it's because they try to get away from what got them here, which is playing mean, playing sloppy, j- jamming every buff invade, with it, whether it's good or not. Um, and look, by advising this style, I'm basically signing off on Mind the Gap getting absolutely obliterated 3-0 by an SSG team who's ready for it and then looking horrible and then everyone in Twitch chat calling them garbage. Like, I think that I'd rather see that than see them drag Exactly. Like, who cares about that? Don't do it. Just get in there and make it it fast one way or the other. And I know I've said that about games in the past because I'm casting and I'm tired. That's not what I want for Worlds. I want the best games no matter what. But I do think that's their best option to uh, mm-hmm. to win is is to play in that style. Uh, SSG. What uh what are your first impressions for for SSG? I think SSG has kind of mm, been a little bit of a letdown when it counts this year. Yeah, which I mean, that's fair. Is kind of depressing for me. Because I want to see them succeed and play really well. Yep. But I don't know if just for whatever reason, that just when it comes to game day, like at a really important time, things just... I don't know if it's like from last year or whatever where they got like reverse swept by... I think it was PK. Mm-hmm. PK? Yeah. Yes. Well, SK. SK at the time. Yeah. 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 This year. Um, yeah, and I... I don't know if that's just like been in their brains forever 
But I know these guys are insane if they, like, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I know they're sick. You yeah. know they're sick. They're nuts. They can easily win worlds if everyone on that team hits their potential on that day. Yes. And I, I don't know. I want to say this team can easily win worlds. They can. But I, I they're, it's literally in their hands, yep. in my opinion. I, like, I was going to say, I'm going to start with a negative here. SSG will... Well, maybe I could just frame this as the positive. Um, <laughs> SSG will win if they stay out of their own heads. They, mm-hmm. they have to... And I'm not saying they're tilt machines. I'm not saying that... You know, they're mental, as weak as players. They have to come into this tournament ready to play their best and then actually do it, which is really mm-hmm. hard. It is not simply doing it. Um, you can't just be like, today's the day I'm going to play my best. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I've said it a billion times on this podcast, and I'm going to keep saying it because it doesn't get enough... It, he doesn't get enough credit. The fact that Zatman played for 43 years straight Got to World's Finals once and played the best set of Smite he's ever played in his life is unbelievable to me because of all because it is so hard when it matters the most to you to pop off in that manner. So and it's literally out of your control. Yeah, like yep, your brain some days will just be hitting like hyper mode and you will know exactly what play you want to make. Your comms will be perfect, and then your whole team has that same day. And you're like, man, this is nice. We yep. literally can't lose. Yep. And but you're just need- that, it's interesting that you say that because I, to some degree, I do agree that it's out mm-hmm. of your hands. But don't the real greats just force themselves to have on days when it matters the most? Like, do you think Jordan, like, woke up the day of a finals game and he was like, man, this sucks. I'm going to play like crap today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the best. That's the difference in playing like it. crap and playing good and playing slightly better than good than having your best day where you are just everyone's in the zone, everyone's focused, and you know that you can't lose. All those are so different. Yeah, they are different, and I get it. And in to to a different, it's a it's a different thing, but to a it's a, a similar vein. There are days where the game starts, and I'm starting to you know my brain's churning on what I want to talk about, and I feel like I just can see the whole thread of the game play out. It's like some demon slayer nonsense. I see the opening thread. I I know where the whole game's going. Uh, And then other days I have no idea what's happening at any point. Um, And then you're just like, okay, why am I not focused? And then you try to like force the focus and you're focusing on one thing, but you're missing like 900 other things because you're so focused. Like I need to focus. And it's just random, man. Like I've played Gotta in fo- so many events so many times, and like the times that your whole team hits a stride, it's so random. Like I think Mask hit a stride season three worlds. Dude. And my man just He was on fire. Yeah. I did I, I went back and rewatched that whole set recently. Uh and dude, he was popping off. Like yep. it was insane. I I I knew it was good, but I'd forgotten how good it really was. Uh but that's just kinda I don't know. That's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. I do think that the greats can get themselves in that zone, maybe not to the to like 100%, like it happens naturally sometimes, but I think the greats can really get themselves to, to 95% or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would say that just that should happen naturally in a stage this big. Yeah. Not a stage, but in an event this big. Right where everyone just wakes up and you're just ready to go that day. Like mentally you were just Locked in, in, the, zone. in the zone. I think there's a big difference between like 95 and a hundred percent. Yes, I agree. I, Cause I've been in like that zone of, I know exactly how this team, but going to go. I know exactly how the front line's going to play. I know exactly what I need to do to win this fight and win this game. Yep. And there's just such a difference between like, I'm going into this team fight. I, pretty much know how I want to play it. I know kind of what the front line is going to do. And I hope it goes well. <laughs> Here we go. We're just going to yep. try our best, dude. 
I hope I get in that zone when I'm casting this week, man. I'm in my brain already. Okay, here we go. Oh, what are you doing? I know, I know, I know. I know. Okay, here, do you want to see me do it even worse? I The prediction guys asked me to run an ad. I hope this goes well, but I have no idea what is about to happen here, chat. None. Let's see what happens. We might be right back with a quick ad. We might not. Who knows? Okay, wait. I'm going to do it this way. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to do this. Oh, baby. We are in business. My heart is racing right now, dude. Woo! We got a 50 times one. <laughs> Another bonus. Boom! Ignition, and it's good. It's very good. All right, chat. I did it. Okay, wait. Wow. We're coming back. Wait, you're sick, dude. I'm gonna be. You're in the end. I'm gonna be so good at worlds this week, dude. Let's go. I'm already in the zone. It can't be. It can't be any easier, dude. There you have it. Um, okay, let's move on to our next team, which is E United. E United mm-hmm. PK is the next one. Um, that is uh, that is going to be on the Wednesday. Um, this United team, I think, has the biggest the biggest gap between them playing it their best and them playing it their worst. I think they have. I mean, they could be anywhere on the scale, man. I mean, we're talking out of a hundred. We could if they show up and they play at 100, they are literally good enough to win worlds. Like this team has so much talent, but we've seen them at like 30 most of the year, 25, 15. Like that. Oh wait, you're right. Uh, I'm sorry, we didn't finish SSG. What am I doing? We didn't talk about SSG's most important player, Barra. I don't want it. I don't want you to be in your head. I was gonna let you run with it. No, no. I want to be on this. I'm, I'm in the zone. Not right now. Clearly. Uh, I was out of the zone the instant you said, hey, remember when we were supposed to have a guest on this episode? And I felt horrible about it. And I still do. Um, I was out of the zone. But I do want to finish talking about SSG. Who do you think their most important player is? Cherry. Easy. Yep. It's easily. Cherry. There's a big difference in him on like Erlong and Kali and just controlling the whole game and the picks that you were terrified of letting Cherry have. And then there's days where he'll just play kind of, I wouldn't say random gods, obviously, because he's, he's practiced it. But I think he's a type of player that just needs to be put on his, just his signature picks, which sounds really bad, but I don't mean that, that in a bad way. There's just, his Erlong is just, just something special, man. Yeah. Like, he hard carries on that pick yep. and I just think he needs to play those kind of picks, just the Chario picks and just hard carry because I think that team, if they're not being, I would say controlled by Cherry, but yeah, I guess if he's not setting the pace on the map, that team will lose. Yep. Yeah. I think and, that's fair. And I agree with, with basically everything you said, Cherry, yeah has a very hard job because i think he is asked to wear the most different hats in the Mm -hmm. league they play so many different styles and cherry's job changes a lot with those styles Mm -hmm. um but when he's on man team looks unbeatable uh okay we're good on ssg now right we we did all the (laughs) we did all the things for them perfect all right let's talk united then uh, something about, you know, they've got the biggest gap between when they play their best, when they play their worst. Just rewind it if you need to hear that opening spiel again. Um, I don't know, man. A team with Scream and Baskin, if they both play at their best, they can, like, 2v5. They, We just haven't seen that Scream or that Baskin all year, really. So is it fair to expect that of them? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it is. I, I'm most excited for that set. Uh, that set is gonna be, the, this is going to be insane set. I, I'm all for the opening sets. I think that set's going to be the most fun to watch because <laughs> those, it's going to get games, wild. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. Those games are going to be fun to watch. This <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> Because because ne- neither team has shown any consistency all year. Like PK had one really good stretch, but 
I could see either team. If you told me that set was anything, but I'd be surprised if that set's a 3 1. I'll put it that way. It's either going to be a 3 0 or a 3 2. I just don't see what, like, it's either going to be re- both teams playing really badly or really well, and it's really close and fun to watch, or one team is going to play well, and one team is going to lay an egg, and it's going to be a 3 0. <laughs> yeah um i just i just think yeah i (laughs) i cannot hear whatever i cannot wait to hear whatever scrim story i'm about to hear after this podcast is over that is that is uh eliciting this reaction that's yeah that's gonna be fun so i'll just you know focus on something else united right i think their most important player is scream Agreed. And I think Scream knows that he is the pivotal point of that team. Yep. And he needs to... I mean, it's, I feel like we've just been listing a lot of junglers, but I think that's just how Smite is right now. Most important role. In this meta where the jungler can just kind of control the map and control the pace and kind of set the pace as well. Um, yeah, I would just say... I think they need to be having a good day that day yep. if they want to beat PK. And I feel like PK is the same way. Yeah. The, then, these two teams, man, they, they are very similar um, and pretty different. Just, I guess they're, they're mostly similar in the, in the sense that they're both inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, United for me, I agree. Their most important player is scream. I think United will win if, Scream and Baskin run the right side of the map. Uh, I have no worries about their duo lane. I think Snoopy was playing at a really high level at the end of phase two. I thought Gino was playing really well. I think Hurrowind mm-hmm. has gotten nowhere near enough credit for how good of a year he's had with all of this turmoil around that team. He's been really, really consistent. Um, Scream and Baskin have to prove that they can carry because hurry snoopy gino are all really good players at doing their job i think it's up to screaming baskin now be the the headline of this team and i think that's been a huge identity problem for united all year is that they haven't had that headliner you know when we look at this Mm -hmm. team it's oh is heroin going to carry on Giannis this game or you know, is it going to be Snoopy popping off? And Snoopy's had those pop-off games, and Heroin has carried those Giannis games. But it hasn't felt like them playing through those two players has has really always worked. Mm-hmm. Let your let your shooters shoot, man. I don't know. I, I just think that Scream and Baskin have both proven in their careers that they can be the hard carries. They have to do it again um, yep. for this team to succeed. United will not succeed if they... Don't try. I, I I think it's not even worth trying to play uh, any other style besides picking their weird picks. You know, pick the Giannis high, pick the mm-hmm. pick the Bastet high. I I don't care. I think that they they shouldn't get sucked into playing other teams' picks, and they should stay at home, play what they we know they're comfortable with. Like, dude, Scream was owning on Rat. At the beginning, whenever Baskin first joined the team, he was owning on that pick, and then it, mm-hmm. it's, it just completely disappeared. Let let them pick their own weird things, and if they try and conform, I think that that could be their downfall. I agree. Um, I just think they just need to show up that day. Mm-hmm. I think every day they play, they need to have an on day, which just, I mean, it's really a bad answer again, but if they do not show up against PK, I think PK will show up at Worlds over any other time during this entire year. Yeah. <clears throat> Not even saying that because of last year, I just think those players show up on game day. Sometimes. And... They, did, they did not at Phase 2 playoffs. We can say that definitely. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. It, uh, that was rough. It, it was yeah, rough. Everyone but Zap was just... Gunning it down. Yeah, having a bad day. Gunning and Zap Blue didn't play playoffs. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to. His team was just like today we're in thing. Sometimes <laughs> that's the way it's gonna be. This PK team, I think their most important 
uh, player is is good old Ronnie in uh, in the solo lane. I think mm-hmm. when they play through the right side of the map, and Scary is able to control the right side of the map, this team just gets to do a lot because he creates so much space for Paul and Zap to operate that it makes Paul's playstyle, which is more conservative, more successful because Ronnie's able to create more space for him. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that means that Fred's going to have to have a good good week. It means that Neil's going to have to have a good week for the same style. But, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. When Scary D gets in those modes and he gets ahead, yep. he is still so good at pushing those leads. So I think Scary's the most important player. But but for their, you know, PK wins if X happens, PK wins if they play at the same level they did last year at Worlds. And that seems like a lot to ask. I don't know. But it was a lot to ask of them then if we were doing this show last year. We would have oh, said yeah. SK wins if they play way better than they ever have before. And who knows if they can do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did it. And they won. So they need the – it, again, it's kind of a cop-out answer, but – We've seen the bl- blueprint for this team. Um, and it's playing well defensively. It's taking games late. But with the ability to blow it open early with, uh, with, their, with their solo laner. I think for that whole side of the bracket, they will be playing through solo. Yeah. That whole side of the bracket is just solo meta. If you're controlling blues, if you're controlling backs, if you're doing all of that. Because Uni and PK, we already know, are most likely going to be playing through solo. Yep. And then Radiance with Benji. Benji's Benji. They they will be playing through solo. Right. Or at least they should. Right. And uh, Yeah. Scary D just needs to put on the backpack and just dominate solo side. And it's not even up to him in like the 1v1 so much. I think it's just his whole team being over there at the correct times. Yep. Yeah, I think uh Damn, I cannot wait for Worlds, dude. I'm so excited to watch that set. I'm actually so pumped. Uh, I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am, and I'll leak. I'll leak some of the schedule right now. I'm really, I'm casting that game, and I'm really excited because it's gonna be wild. There's gonna be some wild stuff, almost certainly. Um, I expect a bloodbath in that set on oh yeah. still side of the map. Oh yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I think. I think Baskin's the same way. I think if Baskin gets behind, he his impact. I mean, that's obvious. The players behind, but I feel like it's just such a big difference in him and Scary when either one's behind. Yes, and those might just be complete snowball games, or they could be four people fighting at each blue buff, or basically a four v four at each blue buff. Oh, baby. I'm so excited, dude. This podcast getting me amped up. All right, we are getting pretty close to time, so we got to speed it up a little bit. Uh, oh, we yeah. only got two more teams to go, though. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk the the number one seed, Ghost Gaming. I was talking about this on my uh, stream before we went live. I think Ghost is the the heaviest favorite to win a Worlds since Energy Season 3. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're that much behind how favored that energy team was. Um, mm-hmm. They've won everything this year. I mean, they were they won phase one playoffs. They won phase two playoffs. They were number one uh, going into phase two playoffs in, in the standings. This team, I mean, Ghost wins if they stay out of their own way. They've, they've, show, they've shown it this year. Uh, it, it, and I'm not trying to say that if they lose, they choked. I don't think that's fair, um, but certainly that is like if they play like they have been in relation to the rest of the league, they will win. And that is mm-hmm. something that these last few years, I really don't think we've been able to say um, definitively. They, they've looked that good. Yeah, I, I mean, for them to win, I just feel like they just need to not play bad, which they have done literally all year. Yep. So I feel like for the list for them to win is just don't be bad. Stay out of your own They've been doing that literally all year. And I, that's the whole list for for them to win. 
like it's just so simple because I feel like their team of five players are just cohesively, I won't say on a different level, but they've shown that they've just been above the competition literally all year. Yep. And it, it's been very hard to beat them for literally every team. And I think the only way they lose is if someone just has a very bad tournament for some reason and is just choking and playing really poorly or if Mike is not able to control the pace and do what he wants on the map. Because I think PBM is obviously the most important player. And Obviously, yes. If, uh, ish, yeah. yeah. It's not even close. Nope. And the games that PBM is on controlling the pace, it's just easy for them. Yeah. Like, it, you, literally, you literally can't play the game. You've got Mike, who has proven himself to be the best support in the league this year. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I really don't think that's an arguable point. Sam has looked like the best jungler in the league. Fine has looked like the best solo laner in the league, especially as of late. Panacat has always been one of, if not the best hunters mm-hmm. in the league. And Twig, all of a sudden, at Phase 2 playoffs, looks like he might be playing like the best mid in the league, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. You know, like what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I agree. Mike is their most important player. I don't have a whole lot of analysis here. Um, unless their prep, unless their prep is wrong, or they have really bad individual plays, I think Ghost is the heavy favorite to win. But even yep. despite that, I still don't like. There are teams that would surprise me if they won, for sure. But there are still teams besides Ghost that it wouldn't surprise me if they won. It wouldn't surprise me if Radiance made a run and won it mm-hmm. all. It wouldn't surprise me if SSG put it together and won. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a good spot to be in that we have the narrative of a clear favorite, but that they aren't uncontested. Uh, and I think that I think that's the way to look at it. Um, as for that Radiance team. I don't know. I, I think I think Radiance will win if Kennet really steps up. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's their most important player. What do you know? Surprise, a jungler. But if he can get this team to their comfort zone of late game and he's playing late game well, I think they can beat anybody. They've they've proven that they look great in these big these big game situations. Um, so I think Radiance is really relying on getting to the late game without falling too far behind early. And they I, and they had to have figured out their drafts. I thought their drafts mm-hmm. were inconsistent, even at playoffs. I think Ghost was the only team that was really able to exploit that. Um, so for me, adapting most important player, Radiance will win if adapting is, is popping off. They will lose if their picks and bans aren't better than they were at Phase 2 playoffs. See, I'm going to disagree, I think. Please do. Uh, most important player, in my opinion, by a margin, is Benji. Yep. I think that team coming into Worlds, I would treat every game like it's Season 4 and let that man hard carry. Yep. And you just have to put that man in a position where he can hard carry and do everything on the map. Yeah. And I think Aurora is second for me. I think Aurora needs to have a just, I would say, bigger impact, but he just needs to get back into competition with PBM for being one of the best sports in the league. Yeah, he uh, he isn't the focal point of this team nope. like he was on previous teams, and and that yep. requires I mean, different him, stills. You look at him now versus him before, last year on Splice. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, and I feel like Cyclone and BM team are going to show up and play well. I feel like Adapting will show up and play well, but those two players, I mean Benji, I think they need to put him in a position where he can just hard carry and Aurora needs to facilitate that in my opinion. Yep. It's uh man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I I think Radiance is a team that 
I, you know, I've been a bit of a doubter for that team at times. And every mm-hmm. single playoffs, they step up and they play their best. This is now the biggest moment of season seven. We've said that every increasingly important game, Radiance has looked better and better. Maybe they yep. can uh, can put it together and, and look really good. Um, again, guys, Worlds uh, Conquest games start on Tuesday. Uh, excuse me, but J- Community Joust Tournament starts tomorrow. Uh, seeing a lot of questions in the chat about that. Barrett, it's time for Worlds, man. It's time for Worlds. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, I've got the, the nervous excitement energy that... I can't wait for it to happen so I can stop worrying about it, uh, mm-hmm. as I always do. But I think despite all of the obviously very unfortunate circumstances, um, it's going to be a really good event. It's going yep. to be really good. Let me ask you this, Barra. You stay in a, you, your house is not, uh, you know, you've got your place with Destiny and then the rest of the Renegades all mm-hmm. live together. You guys win worlds on Sunday. What's are you driving over to the team house? Oh yeah, what's happening? Definitely. Okay, we will be definitely celebrating that day. And I think I kind of owe it to Jake to win worlds. I feel like wow, one year and you already owe the guy. Yeah, that guy is a disgusting, <laughs> just disgustingly good player. Did I tell like, you that I told my family about Jake Toast? When I was when I was when I was home for Christmas, we were talking about food, and I was saying, "Yeah, this one guy, he eats this for breakfast every day." And they and no one judged him that hard. They said, "Sounds interesting. They'll try it." I haven't gotten a report back, but what? I don't know. They were they were open. They were open to it. I'm pretty sure my family knows about it too, and they said it was disgusting. Well, so, listen. Yeah, they're probably it's right. Not great. They're probably right. For the record, that's yeah. uh, that, that's kind of the way it goes. Um, all right, thanks everyone for watching and ever in and tuning in. Uh, make sure you're. I, I'm not forgetting about the question. For the record, I'm just I'm stalling for time to think about what I want the question to be. Um, thank what you to everybody. Like? What kind of tea? Mm-hmm. Uh. It's actually a very... I don't drink tea very often. The only time I drink tea is during World's Time because it's good for your vocal cords. Um, and the tea that I drink is from Starbucks. I don't really know what's in it entirely, but it's called a medicine ball. I think it's like... Hold on, let me see if I can Google it. Yeah, I'm gonna... That sounds disgusting. That sounds no, like it would good. just taste like medicine. Oh, I just searched medicine ball. Um, okay. It's... Uh, one bag, Tivana Jade Citrus Mint Tea, Peach Tranquility Tea, and two packs of honey. They also put um, they also put some le- some lemonade in there. Um, and though mint is good for your uh, vocal cords, um, honey is good for your vocal cords, and citrus uh, can be good in small quantities. Um, oh, see, I feel like that would hurt your throat. It. It opens it opens your your throat up a little bit. Um, gotcha. Okay. So whenever I uh, whenever I um, lost my voice, season what was that season five worlds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was season five worlds. Um, I think I drank. I think I drank like five of them in one day, uh, and I it, I was on the earlier semifinal. And I was slated to cast finals and uh, I know the exact moment where it happened. It was when um, Moswall <laughs> killed Fred when he was getting his red buff and I didn't have enough air for, for, okay, this is more technical. I didn't have enough air. Whenever you're getting loud and getting hype, the way you preserve your voice is that you don't actually use your vocal cords to change your pitch or tone at all. You just push more air. And so you bypass your vocal cords entirely. Um, I didn't have enough air. So in order to get higher and get more energy, I strained my vocal cords and it completely toasted my, my voice. Um, so from that set on, that was the earlier set. I did not speak a word the rest of the day. Uh, because the best thing you can do for your vocal cords is arrest them. So I, uh, I didn't speak a word for the rest of the day. I chugged tea. I did go back into the venue at one point, but 
I just on my I changed my phone background to a note that said not talking, trying to save my voice for tomorrow. Sorry. And whenever someone would come up to me, I would just show them my phone and they would they, everyone was very understanding. Um, and I got my voice back in time for for finals the next day. And I thought I had a pretty good finals cast that year. So that's why I drink the medicine ball. For, for I, I just let you keep going with that one. Just, Thank you. I somewhere else. I, I feel like you needed to get that off your chest. And I well, it was just a full story. I wanted to tell the whole story, you know, and that's just kind of the way it goes. All right. What's your favorite tea there, John? I don't have one. Tea sucks. What? What? You let me tea go sucks. on that whole thing with a question you had no intention of answering. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, do you see what I, I deal like, with? This thirty-year-old like man couldn't think <laughs> about the next logical step in the way this goes. This is why I come up with the questions, Barra, because I know that I'm going to answer this, them. Okay, if anything, that was <laughs> the perfect example of how you go so far into detail <laughs> on your opinions about everything, and I'm just like. What kind of bread do you want on your sandwich? Any bread? Just a bread? Give me two slices of something that qualifies as Was that bread? our very first episode? I feel like that was our first mm-hmm. episode. In that moment where I asked you your favorite sandwich and you said, I don't know, bread lives rent-free in my head. I think that might have been our very first episode. And that literally like infuriates me to this day. To this day, that infuriates me. Someone in chat is making fun of me. They say, ask Agro what his favorite type of air is. Joke's on you. My name is Eric21. My favorite type of air is the air in the laundry room when the dryer's running because it smells good. There you go. Mine's freshly cut grass. That one bothers me because I'm allergic to grass, and that actually makes me feel like I'm going to break out in, in highs. How are you allergic to grass? I live. That's, you know, I'm doing my best out here. That's all I can say. like... <laughs> I can't what? lay down in grass or else I like break out in hives. And whenever I smell freshly cut grass, I like, I like can't breathe as well. It's, it's bad. That's actually, that would suck. I'm sorry. That's terrible. I've gotten 28 years. I'll, I'll make it work. You know, I'm not that worried about it. Everyone enjoy the world championships. I can't Go wait on. to bring them to you. I think that, uh, you're going to love the look of the studio. There's a little hint and you're going to love, uh, you're going to love watching the games. Uh, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun. Barra, good luck. Um, imagine how lit the podcast is going to be if you win Worlds, huh? Oh, well, I don't know if I'll be able to do it that night. Oh, we're, we're definitely not. That's a good That's a good programming note. There is no chance okay. on earth we do a podcast the night of, of uh, mm-hmm. a week from today, the, the night after finals. Um, I'm going to talk with the prediction guys on when we want to do it. Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday probably and you know before the the next weekend is is going to be our game plan and then off-season programming note we're going to have a lot to talk about for season eight a lot of that is getting revealed at worlds um we're going to sprinkle i think we're going to talk about like we'll spend one um show talking about only balance changes and then we'll spend one show talking only about uh the map and we'll spend one show talking about like each class or something like that you know we'll fit we'll figure mm-hmm. it out um that's what we're going to do. But uh, so, yeah, we'll stay tuned to our Twitters. Make sure you guys are following Prediction Esports. They've got a bunch of podcasts and a bunch of different uh, different communities. So make sure you check them out. Give us a good rating. Yada, yada. Barra, you totally choked on your final <laughs> buy of 29. Better well, kick. You better kick off. This is good practice for work. Getting you in the right no, competitive I've been the last like 15 minutes. <laughs> Because as your punishment for uh-huh. not letting adapting on the show, uh-huh. you have to do it. No, what? You have to do it. It's yep. your first one no, of three. You have to do it. You're gonna start off. <laughs> no, you're gonna you start off. To you're telling me. You're, you're the one me. No, no, that forgot about me. the yeah. king. First of all, you didn't remind me. Secondly, you're telling me oh, I have to remind you about oh, adapting. There's only two of us, so one of us could have done our jobs. Um, <laughs> listen. You're going to tell me that the week before Worlds, the day before the Worlds broadcast starts, you're going to cop out of you needing to do your job? Do your you're job, Barry. Tell me Hit the gold fury, man. World, Hit the tower. Hit the tower. That's your job. Hit the tower. <laughs> Say goodbye, you got, Do the thing. No, you got to do it. All right, here we go, chat. You tell me who did it whenever I go to the splash screen. Ready? Barry, you're going to do it first. Three, okay. two, one.
Any minute now, Barra. Put down the water, Barra. Barra took a drink of water. <laughs> He's laughing. Don't spit it out on your computer, Barra. All right, here we go. <laughs> Annie's. Oh my God, Barra's choking. Someone get Destiny. Barra's dying. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> you can't turn this on me. Bye. <laughs> That was better than your last one of 29. <laughs> that was way better than my last one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.